Welcome back to Don't Call a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Daniel. Big episode today. We've got, I don't know why I said that. It's a normal episode. We've got the, <laughs> the Shadow King. We're doing our second episode on it. Uh, I think we're, th- we're through chapter 21, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Through chapter 21. We're going to talk about it. First, first thing I think we need to talk about, and I think we need to own this one. We, we have been very rude to Senecas for a lot of this series. And I'm going to say I regret okay. it. I'm going to say we take it all back. Senecas is the greatest of all time. And we've been terrible to Senecas. So Senecas... Cynicus, we really like Cynicus. You know, he's very, he's very positive. He's on, he's almost, he's usually trying to be on the right side. I say, I'd say he's always trying to be on the right side. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if I'm willing to take back the, the thought that he's kind of dumb. I think I'm still there. No, no. I'm well. Okay, okay. Maybe, maybe I'm still there. Actually. Okay. Yeah. His heart is in such the right place that I feel bad for calling him out for being a little dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and the two, the things for me that just like crystallize how great Senecas is. Senecas just got destroyed by the Genthiaki. He's recovering at this farmer's house and um, Keelan goes up to, like, help him out in the morning to do something for him. And he notes that Senecas has turned to look at the wall while he sleeps because he doesn't want the little sliver of light that comes from his eyes to keep everybody else awake. And so he's turned his face to be away from the center of the room for a, to be considerate to everybody else. This is incredible. That's... That's so thoughtful. That is incredibly thoughtful. This also supports the point that we made uh, in the last book that Senecas would have been the one to write the note. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Senecas, think about think about this from Senecas's perspective too. You're a pure, which means that your eyes are like constantly blasting out these blessed beams of light. So you're not like you're probably not always thinking about it. You know what I mean? It's just like a part of who you are. But the fact that right. he... Right. And so he wouldn't necessarily think, oh, my eyes are going to keep these people awake if I sleep facing them. Like a normal person, like I wouldn't have thought of that. I would have just like, whatever, this is just who I am. And like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize in the morning when everybody's like, yeah, it was like dawn coming from your eyeballs all night. <laughs> I would have been like, oops, sorry, I didn't even think of that. Senecas, on the other hand, thought of it before anybody brought it up to him. And you have to think that no, like none other of the pure are thinking of that kind of thing, right? Oh, for sure. The pure are typically the pure are typically way above anyone else's station. So there's no way that they're thinking about other people. But Senecas, it's just the way he is. He's just so kind. You know what I mean? We uh, we just I, I would agree. We love Senecas at this point. We love Senecas, and we're a little bit upset at Keelan now because mm-hmm. there's this moment 
when Keelan realizes the doll thing and he's like, oh my gosh, my grandmother was evil. And he goes up to Senecas and he's like, I forgive you, Senecas. No! Keelan, <laughs> no. If anybody should be forgiving, it should be Senecas forgiving you for acting like a monster about the whole situation. Right. Because cause the, the, to be forgiven, you have to like, have done something wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Which, which we're which we're saying Senecas did nothing wrong. Senecas did nothing wrong. Keelan Keelan uh, this is kind of on the same page of him not leaving a note. Right. You know, he just he's not very he's he's obviously not very thoughtful. I'm going to say not very much self-awareness. No. No. I I think that's true about Keelan. I was just I was just so offended that Keelan thought, oh, I need to forgive Senecas. Senecas needs to know I forgive him for saving my life from this person that could have put me into a doll, that could have turned me into a, a Barbie Ken doll. Thanks, Senecas. I forgive you, Senecas. Yeah. Also, Keelan was the one that killed her. Right! Ugh! <laughs> Which we're not, we're not, let's not get past that. I, I'm going to, I want to take this to transition into confirmation that Niara is just like full blown, or okay, Niara was just full blown crazy. Oh, what? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we're hearing, we're hearing that she didn't want to watch her children age. So she like murdered them. <laughs> And bound their spirits to dolls. That's not that's not better than watching than watching someone age. I'm gonna say. I love that's wor- <laughs> But I love how Aliana is like. Oh no, I kind of get it. Uh, <laughs> what? This is insane. It just shows how insane all of these people are who did the cataclysm. Right. I, it's it's hard to tell for me whether they were they started off insane, or whether they have become insane i mean maybe it's both but yeah it's definitely i think it's, it's definitely a group dynamic yeah they're they're uh, we've talked about culture change too on this show they definitely have a culture that is a very problematic immortal immortal sorcerers that became that way by murdering two civilizations need a cultural change they're, it's like they're too supportive of each other. You know what I mean? Mm. These are like people okay. who, uh, no matter what you do, they're going to be like, oh, man, that was freaking brilliant. You're the best. Like, you're so good at this. Mm-hmm. When in reality, if mm-hmm. anybody outside their group saw it, they'd be like, this is garbage. What are you doing? I I will say that uh, jumping off of that point, I would agree with you. With the fact that they're 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 definitely building each other up too much because Aliana is talking a lot about how Niara is like the smartest person of all time and the only one to potentially rival her. I don't think her accomplishments were that great. I'm gonna say that. What, what did, did she, she do? do? She she made some fruit. She made she some, she she made a killer fruit salad. Has some some pretty neat pets. That's about it. She got some <laughs> she got some great real estate, but cool pets. Yeah, cool fish people servants. Mm. That's yeah. I, I also I'm say not good enough. 
I also think it's absurd how they keep ignoring the Crimson Queen in this in these discussions. Aliana keeps saying, "Oh yeah, the only person who could rival me is Niara." You lost so hard to the Crimson Queen. Right, and she she kind of makes it seem like the the magisters were the main thing. I don't I think the Crimson Queen kind of pwned you. Right. Because you, first off, she she was recently like unconscious when that happened yeah she just got exploded by a trap that you set and then turned around and wiped the floor with you yeah dude don't okay yeah uh, you're ridiculous we're coming we're coming down hard on the immortals or the the i guess we're calling them the immortals yeah we'll call them the immortals which okay yeah i think is perfectly fine that we come down hard on these people because they're terrible. They're all terrible. They did two genocides. Yeah, okay, okay. They okay, did okay. two genocides, okay, yeah. Luke. <laughs> they're two simultaneous genocides. Okay. And I will say they're not as good, they're not as powerful as they think they are. No. At least from what I've seen. Other other than the genocides. <laughs> that was very right. Those genocides very were very powerful, uh, not good, but very powerful. Because let's let's just let's just keep track of what we've seen so far. We've got Niara. We just talked about her, her accomplishments. Aliana, uh, I don't, I don't. I mean, I. She's got schemes. She's got schemes. She's got very powerful servants, but I don't know if her recent accomplishments are that great. We've got Jan, who just is like getting dominated throughout the whole series, and then Demian. Who, really the only thing that I can remember from Demian is that he got, uh, he got beaten by Shen in that little, in that little duel. Mm -hmm. After spending hundreds of years trying to get good at fighting. Right. And their reputation's taken a hit here. Yeah, their win rate, their win rate is below 50%, I think. (laughs) It's not what you want. It's really not. Uh, Okay. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move us on a little bit. Yeah. So, there's a, there's, I, have a, I have a lot of notes about Cho Lin's little journey through uh, the ruins. Mm-hmm. The first one, she gets, she finds a fragment of her sword, and she now, her, now, her new goal is to reforge the sword of yes. Cho. Yes. Is it just me or is the sword of Cho kind of useless now? Like even if it was, even if it was at its best. Uh, what do you mean kind of useless? So, okay. I guess, I guess my question is, well, let's, let's set the, let's set the backdrop. What happened originally, the sword of Cho was used to kill the bodies of the chosen, but it can't kill their spirits, I guess. Right. Which went into this box. Yes. Does does what come out recently, mm-hmm. is that their spirits or have they like, do they now have bodies that the sort of Joe can just, the sort of Cho can just redo the same thing? Can we, kill on, can we talk about the alternate universe where this is the sort of Joe and it's just like, <laughs> it's one of those, pa- it's one of those PBR wizard swords that you can make by duct taping a bunch of PBRs together and fighting <laughs> your friends after a fun night of, of revelry. That would be a, that'd be a 
Uh, I'm not going to say great alternate story, but... We gotta get the sword of Joe. Chug this 12-pack. Quick. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, sword of Cho. So, yeah, I think this, this is a question of what are the betrayers are. I think they this still counts. So I think what the betrayers are is still what can be locked up. Right, because they're they're like physically interacting with the world, so they've got to have some kind of physical bodies. And I think so. I, I do still think that the sort of Cho applies here. Okay. I just don't really know the specifics. So we're saying the sort of Cho. I don't really know the specifics. Like if they just crammed a bunch of these little kids in a box and then quickly shut the lid before it could pop open, or if they like found a bunch of kid bodies when they got out. Or what happened. Right. But but I do I do think that the sort of Cho I'm not gonna say it has potential here because I don't think it does, because I think it's like done. I don't think Sword of Cho is gonna mm-hmm. really be reforged. Um but I think it would have had potential in the first place. Like I think if it didn't get shattered, I think the Sword of Cho would have had potential to do sure, something. Sure, sure. Okay. That's fair. Um, well, I don't know. Well, can we? This isn't something that I have written down, but can we just t- talk about why Niara would make a dagger instead of you like you can? How am I supposed to fight these guys with a dagger? That's yeah, more of a close combat weapon. That's, That's not, true. I don't want to be close to these guys. And I guess I mean okay. Nell makes it work. I'll say that. But she does like she. I mean, she's she's kind of doing a throwing knife situation, mm-hmm. and I don't know if she's good with the daggers necessarily just one-on-one with someone that can actually fight. Like, okay, okay, you could do you could do a little a little throwing knife if you've got one-on-one, but that's high risk, high risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we know that there's like a, a few of these kids. We don't have an exact number, mm-hmm. but there's a few. So, oh. Okay, the other thing I was thinking about, actually, in regards to these kids, in the vision, we see that there's, like, a dozen of them that come out, like, in the vision that the Oracle gives to Keelan, there's, like, a, oh, okay. there is, like, a, a number, and I want to say it was, like, a dozen. Um, or... uh, yeah, I don't remember the number. For some reason, I've always been assuming, like, four or five, but... Right. So, so I guess the question that I had when that when that occurred was can they make more was can the you know like can the chosen create more of themselves from other kids but i don't think they can because i think that this is just the original number from when the shan did their terrible terrible misdeed when they made their big whoopsie it would be very It would be very off-brand for the Chosen to make their own. Yes, yes. Because, like, their whole thing is that they're mad about what happened to them. Ooh. Okay, but would it be very on-brand if they were like, hey, we're about to fuck up the whole world, but all the kids in the world can be Chosen with us, and they'll still be around? Ooh, okay, so I guess the question there is, do we... do, Do the... Is it better to be... A regular kid or a chosen kid who rules the world yes i guess i don't know i don't know i don't know 
like what kind of problems the chosen are dealing with mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't like, sound do they, okay does their lower back hurt all the time it's a good question What's uh their sleep schedule well so we've 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 seen a little bit of what the chosen is like and it sounds like you're just constantly enveloped by black ink <laughs> which doesn't sound Not great. great yeah it doesn't sound really great but then again i don't know what death's like okay so if the Deep. option is dead children or chosen children maybe chosen children's better potentially yeah maybe there's a reason why maybe some aliana and jan and niara decided it was worth it to kill two civilizations to live like an extra thousand years because one of them knew what death was like and they were like no no no, we don't want to we don't want to mess with that trust me it's really bad (laughs) it's really bad potentially potentially yeah maybe something to ask alec about uh yeah if we if we talk to alec about about this book we'll ask him about that the nature of death yeah that okay that'll be a good follow-up uh, to our eel soup question <laughs> okay i'm gonna i'm gonna bring us back and then so this is this is still with cholin walking through the ruins mm. and i'm hearing that they the ruins she's saying that they have not been explored mm-hmm. that's wild to me because they seem super cool yes uh, i'm i'm surprised no one has explored them mm-hmm I mean, I guess maybe they're like really spooky. Yeah, they're very spooky because. Okay, they are very spooky. Yeah, she jumps up onto a ledge and is face to face with a kid that's screaming behind black ice. That's that's a no for me. If you ask me if I want to go. I mean, I'm not I wouldn't do it, (laughs) but I'm not saying no one would. Yeah, but like especially there's like quicksilver streams just running through. I don't fully know what Quicksilver is, to be honest with you, but I feel like that's valuable. For like a a dirty boy who just wants to eat chicken wings and watch football with his bros? I don't think so. I think not worth it for any of these skine. Okay. That's right? Fair. Who's going to go fair. who's going to go be like, "Oh, look at this beautiful who'd like to take a tour of the beautiful architecture we can see in this crumbled city and really understand oh look at this beautiful copper tree thing how neat is that everybody meanwhile everybody in your tour group is checking sports center on their phones because they don't care i'm thinking more of the like looting capabilities because i feel like the skine are great great at looting Mm, they are very good at looting yes yeah but at the same time but I guess I don't know what the the skine don't really want that much. No, it's like right? I was saying they just want a big big old plate of wings, uh, a natty light, and watch the game with their bros. Okay, good point. Good. That's point. it. Maybe murder um, some rival clans every now and then. But just every that, now and then, though. Yeah, just every now and then. That seems like it, though. Yeah. Okay. Last thing I have about this little section. Cholin gets to this very interesting uh area that she goes down into the little dark pit and and yeah Mm -hmm. and she gets this vision of the chosen trying to open this massive door yeah i would ask like what how much good is that vision doing her you know what i mean 
because this seemed like an amazing like she's gonna find a level 78 battle axe at the bottom of this pit or maybe some something that is very valuable she gets this vision that's like yeah chosen need to be stopped like i already know that i don't know exactly what they're doing but i already know that i need to stop them i just don't i just don't know how much the vision is like is like changing her goals well or, or her strategy i think i think right now none i think and and we hear that from her too as she's traveling through the snow with her horse she's like yeah so i remember that vision but i don't have a sword of cho so even if i do <laughs> go try and find them i'm not going to be doing anything i might as well fight them with uncooked spaghetti so I'm going to keep going right. south to try and find the Crimson Queen to get a sort of Cho, and then I can deal with whatever weird shit they're doing at that door. So I think she but recognizes that, to too. find the door. Yeah, I, she did have an idea that it was far north. She knew the cardinal direction. She knew north. <laughs> that was it, though. So that's a good point. Maybe, well, Luke... Maybe this door is really, really big. <laughs> like, she knows that it's farther north, and you can find it yeah, pretty easily. Like, she just has to go a little bit north, and then it's like, oh, there's that's the door way over there. I, I can see it from here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that this will come into play in this last section that we haven't read yet. Right. But so far to me... It seems like a disappointing end to this dope little black hole thing. Oh, I don't know if disappointing. She also had her dad come up and be like, hey, I'm proud of you. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, that's true. But that's because but that's because she was taking her time down these stairs. And her dad's you're, like, dude, fucking hurry You're up. saying the spirit, needs, yeah, the spirit was like, we got a schedule to keep, okay? <laughs> I've got Keelan coming in in five minutes and I'm going to have his mom say she's proud of him, okay? So like, hurry up. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was like, so the spirit that's guiding her mm -hmm. is like, is, is doing what you're saying. We're like, we got a schedule to go. Let's go. She's, she's taking her time. How can I get her to speed up? Yeah. She go grabs her father's spirit. It's like, you got to do something. That's my reading of it. And her dad's like, man, I'm kind of just chilling in this terrible, frightening afterlife. <laughs> this terrible hellscape of an afterlife. I don't really want to find. <laughs> All right. I'll do it. He's like, I'm sick. I'm sick of singing lullabies to whatever dark creatures over there. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's definitely what's... All right. Fair. That's what's happening. But from Cho Lin's perspective, that's a level up. Okay. That's fair. Because she's like, now I'm confident in what I'm doing. I yeah, I think yeah, she, yeah. that... That's like a mental level It's a up. mental level up. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I, I want to keep talking about Cho Lin and the Sky in a little bit because Cho Lin is fighting some of the flayed and they have tattoos on their face. One of them has, I think, a lizard and one of them has what she describes as a spider tattooed onto his face. Of course, she kills them all and then the priest throws an insult at her that a lot of people have been throwing around at people from Shan. 
And I think in this context, we need to really just consider what does it mean when you call someone from Shan a spider eater after you've been walking around with a guy for like years that has a spider tattooed onto his face? Ooh. It doesn't really have as much weight as an insult when you call somebody a spider eater when one of your dopest warriors has one on his face all the time. And she just demolished him. Yeah, it's definitely a compliment in this context. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I just crushed that spider guy that you had over there. I ate him for frickin' breakfast. (laughs) This is a classic example of this priest not being very quick on his feet. And just like the first thing that came Uh to his head, he was like, you're you're a spider eater. Got him. And then in the afterlife, he's going to be like constantly replaying that moment thinking, oh, shit, that was stupid. I shouldn't have said that. Damn it. Oh, Oh, yeah. He's going to be winning, winning that argument in his in his dead showers. (laughs) For the next thousand years. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. It didn't really strike me as a good insult at that point. I would I would agree with you there. Um, and I, I mean, I feel like it's just as an insult goes, even in outside of this context, it's not necessarily that insulting. It sounds kind of badass in it. Yeah, it does sound badass. in this context. That sounds dope. Like if somebody's fighting you and they're so crazy that they eat spiders, that's a plus for them. I'm going to be more intimidated if I find out. If I, okay, if I'm in a cage match and somebody's telling me about my opponent and they're like, okay, he's five foot nine, 150 pounds, uh, pretty athletic and comes from a culture that they eat spiders. I would be like, okay, back up to that last one. What's that last one? Can you tell me more about that? Cause I think I'm going to forfeit. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to fight that spider-eating yeah. maniac. Okay, that's definitely true. Yeah, I'm not... I, there's just... There's no way you can you can convince me to fight someone when the derogatory name you call that person is spider-eater. Right. That's just... I'm not doing like, it. Or like, let's imagine all the other ones. Snake-biter. Okay, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> I don't want to fight somebody who bites snakes. No. This is just like all these terrible shark puncher. No, (laughs) not going to fight a shark puncher. (laughs) I will say those ones are a little more intimidating than spider eater, but I'm with you. I'm with you there. (laughs) Um, Okay. Very valid point. Okay. Let's. Are, are you okay with jumping to this battle scene? I have the perfect transition to this battle scene. Okay. Cho Lin is very hungry because she's just left the arena and gotten healed. Okay. And so she thinks, I'm going to go to the main hall because I know they have a bunch of food there and I'm going to try and steal some food. And she thinks... There's, there's going to have been a feast the night before, so there'll be a lot of food left over. And when she gets there, she's kind of surprised by how few people are there. But everybody who is there 
still hammered like she expects and there's a feast that's been laid out so we find out we find out very shortly afterwards that they've all gone to this battle is it kind of a dick move to have a feast while everybody's gone on the warpath oh yeah 100 percent. like the people who are left uh, behind just went wild right <laughs> i mean so okay so it's a it's definitely a dick move um but i don't i don't know if i blame them that much oh no i definitely i would have done the same thing are you kidding me like like <laughs> gerald has a container of olives that he has been saving for a special occasion and i've been eyeing that jar of olives just like delicious looking garlicky olives and every time i've like thought about it somehow he appears next to me and he's like let's go what's going on what you doing in the pantry and it's like god gerald and gerald goes down to fight this war i don't think he's coming back i'm eating those olives the day he leaves delicious okay I, yes, I, I have some qualms with your choice of olives, but I'm going to ignore that. Um, <laughs> just because you're not cultured. The other thing like... is, yeah, the, the other thing is, these guys, let's, I'm not totally sure why that these guys are left behind, but I have to assume that the, when the, when this, when this army is, is making moves, yeah. like, okay, you guys suck at fighting, stay here. And like, guard our stuff. If I'm if I'm one of those guys, I'm like, fuck you, man. I'm I'm eating all your food then, because <laughs> I don't think you're coming back. Screw you for saying I have to stay here. I'm gonna eat it all. I'm gonna see <laughs> exactly. how much I can eat. I'm gonna try and vomit. I eat move. so much. <laughs> then I'll show them. Okay, that would make sense. If Cho Lin didn't murder a bunch of the flayed men, because the flayed men are like the best fighters. Okay, good point. What you take? Yeah, I don't know why. They, why I'm, were they left? I don't know behind. why they left behind. They were really smelly. Oh, that could be it. That could be it. They also uh, probably didn't sit with everybody at at the lunch table because of their weird look they have going on. Yeah, their aesthetic was a little off-putting. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know why the flayed were left behind. I don't th- so I don't think all of them were. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely not all of them. Maybe they were left behind to guard that terrible priest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's I think that's good that's enough reason to think of. Um okay. On to the on to the the battle. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to jump to the the sorcerer fight between the Crimson Queen and Lask. Mm-hmm. I think is his yeah. name. It's kind of mentioned in this book, but I'm just I'm wondering what people that are fighting on the front lines do when the Crimson Queen and Lask are up there duking it out. Because because on on the one hand, you got to watch Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is a Michael Bay But on the other hand, like, <laughs> you can't look away. But also, you got to think that there are 
you've got enemies all around you. What if one of them isn't watching? This is kind of a prisoner's dilemma situation. <laughs> yeah, because the best, what, what, what everyone wants is to just a, a quick truce. Everyone watches the fight. Yes, exactly. And then gets back into it. But you know there's some people taking advantage and just like stabbing everyone that's looking up. Right, right. The You need to have either everybody looking up and watching the cool fight or nobody looking up and watching the cool fight. Because as soon as one person looks down and is like, hey, wait a minute, I could just kill everybody. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Then it's like, dude, you're ruining this for literally everyone on the field right now. Yeah. I I don't know what you do. I wonder if maybe there is a way to, mm, like, I think we need to fight wars differently, actually. Okay. Like, they, I think they did this all backwards. I think what they did is they sent all of their troops to fight, and then they had their big wizard fight. I think the order is mixed up. I think what you do, mm. you set up some folding chairs, all right? You have your big wizard fight. And then you, whoever wins the wizard fight maybe gets like a five-second head start or something. And then you start your big troop war. Because then, okay, everybody's far away from each other. There's no risk of anybody sneaking a stab in or two. They can be comfortable as they watch this experience, maybe have some popcorn or something. And you find out if you're going to win or lose, like, right away. So you're you're thinking... You're thinking it's more like you get a you get a skills challenge in, mm-hmm. see see who can who can pipe the best the best cookie decorations. Yes, and then that the winner of that gets a little small advantage for the for the for the, for big the next event round. Yes, that determines who goes home. <clears throat> yes, they get like an extra oven or something. <laughs> okay, I like this mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. because. So you're de- you're definitely you're definitely right that it's just it's ridiculous to have your ground troops all fighting first. Yeah. Because like it's going to come down to the wizard fight. Yes. Exactly. In this case. Exactly. It's just it's so it's kind of a, it's a bit of a waste. You think you think a lot of the the Crimson Queen's troops are like, "Hey, maybe you should maybe you should start out and are kind of pissed at her. Yeah, for sure. They should be. Because, okay. Yeah. Okay. They didn't know there was another sorcerer that was as powerful as the Crimson Queen. And right. what we learn about this is that sorcerers that are as powerful as the Crimson Queen are basically a multiply by zero. Okay? It doesn't matter how many troops that you have or what kind of cool war machines you've developed... When you multiply by zero, you get zero. Okay? The Crimson Queen is going to demolish them all with her powerful sorcery. So if I'm a guy who's on the front lines waiting for these weird dragon demons to run at me, I'm going to be pissed. Because the Crimson (laughs) Queen can just kill everybody. Yeah. Oof. And the I think the last time she was here, they didn't use magic at least very yes. much because because they weren't re- ready to come out as a magic 
uh, nations, yes. I guess. Yes. But now they're like, no, we're just we're just going for it. We're gonna let we're gonna let two thousand people die, then we're going for it. I, I think that's. I great. think it's terrible. It's absurd. Um, yeah, and it's also crazy because so the crone is dis- describing what happens when all the magisters let loose their sorcery upon the skine, and it just sounds like they're tearing shit up so bad. Right. Like, it sounds like... He's... Well, okay, okay, okay. I have a question. Yeah. And this is very... This is this is a, a far-reaching mm-hmm. question. So, lightning in in this context. Yeah. A, a, a sorcerer or sorceress wielding lightning in this context is like these guys throwing, throwing a bolt down at this army. Mm-hmm. See... I picture that as not killing that many people. Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. And I don't think you're wrong because I feel like it's a pretty small area of effect. I think it's more I think it's more of a morale issue. Like it's going to do mm. the same thing as an arrow. Mm. It's going to kill one one person maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe more, but not that much more. Yeah. But but it's much it, you you feel a little bit better if the guy next to you dies from an arrow in the chest, then from a lightning bolt in the chest. I think that's the main thing. I think that's true. Ooh, Luke, what we're not taking into account that I just realized. So when we think about lightning, it's coming vertically. It's coming from top to bottom. It's going to hit like one thing standing upright. Maybe we've got some like chain lightning, some horizontal lightning going on. Mm. And it's blasting through like mm-hmm. a whole line of troops. Okay. So, so okay. I'm just going to maybe it's way more effective than that. Sure. But if it's just lightning and it's just frying like one dude and exploding a couple other people away from that one dude, yeah, that not as effective as as even like a ballista would be cuz I feel like a ballista <laughs> you could get through a couple people. Right. But uh but the morale effect of seeing somebody like well done and crispy, like extra crispy, that's not going to be a good luck. Right. Unless. Ooh. Okay. Unless that means the crows are going to be way more into that body. Okay. Right. Maybe the crows like their like their sky and a little crispy. Right? They don't want them turned to ashes. They had it once and now they can't. They can't yeah, but they it. were like, this one time I found a skine that was just like the perfect level of crispiness. And I ate that thing so quick and sent that boy to heaven so quick. So it maybe it's a morale boost, actually. Oh, I see what you I see what you mean. Like they would prefer to die from that so that the birds can carry them yeah, away. Yeah, because the skine have that the the backwards well quote-unquote backwards belief about leaving all their dead on the field so that the birds can take them to valhalla or whatever heaven it is that they like okay so maybe they see somebody get all crispy and are like the crows are gonna love that guy that's unfair i would also (laughs) love to be a little crispy please (laughs) okay that's uh that's a deep cut um we're gonna accept it yes uh 
and and okay so at the at the kind of end of this there's there's the picture of the betrayers come into play mm-hmm. and just wreak havoc up on this this mountainside and this is where i think i don't know when it was a few episodes ago i think i talked a little trash about telian the crone's servant guy you did yes we were was where i'm gonna go ahead and admit that i was wrong because this dude i think he like hears some screams and sees some chosen run out and tells the crone to go away and charges them i think the chosen even has a severed head hanging from its hand yeah and can we can we just talk about how the chosen move because it's terrifying oh they they like run on they use their hands they run like monkeys they run like apes and so they're using their knuckles and they're just scrambling all over everything like oh it sounds terrifying dude it sounds so bad and so telian sees this and says to this old old lady who's for sure gonna die so soon run i'll hold them off all right, Italian. All right. That's all pretty Italian. brave. That's respect. Go. That's pretty brave. <laughs> Re- that's fairly brave. You also have to think maybe, maybe he was the best at fighting them too, because they did put his head on the top of the pile. Ooh. So maybe they were like, so like a place of he honor. did the best job fighting us. So we're going to put his head on the top. Either that or he was just the last one. And they were like, we don't have any space for this one. Oh, there's a guy. Yeah, they were. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is what happened. This is what happened. And this is why the crone escaped too. They were building their uh, head pyramid. And they were like, oh, we're so close. We just need one more. Oh, oh, hey, there's a guy. Hold on. Let me just get, let me just grab that head real quick. No, we, we only need one. We don't need two. <laughs> let that old lady go. She's fine. Yeah. That's got. That's definitely. That's definitely part of it. Yeah, I mean, you got to have the right number for those kind of pyramids. You right, 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 right. Especially if you've already started building them, like you, it's hard to change it later. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I want to talk a little bit more about the betrayers and the crone and something the crone says. The crone, as we've we've mentioned, the crone describes what happens when these magisters. Unre- unleash their sorcery on the skine and she's like this is so bad this is so dangerous i kind of get why menacar did their thing because if if this starts happening things are going to go to shit so quickly and and she basically identifies that sorcery is so powerful that whoever can do it is just going to dominate everybody else. And the betrayers in this last section, we get a little bit of their motivation for why they're not just killing the Shan and why they're killing everybody. And they say, like, yeah, sure, the Shan were the ones that did this to us, but, like, everybody's the same. Everybody's doing this kind of shit all over the place. So we're going to just kill everybody because it's not cool guys i kind of get it i kind of i kind of am worried the betrayers are right and that they should fulfill their dark purposes (laughs) okay 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 (laughs) 
I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to put their motivations in a very negative light. And I want to hear what you say about yeah. it. Yeah. the, the plan and motivation behind the chosen mm-hmm. is they're like, it's bad to kill children. So we are going to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I think this is where you're wrong. It's not... Okay, <laughs> this is... Don't take this out of context. The betrayers aren't <laughs> saying it's bad to kill children. The betrayers are saying it's bad to warp children into these monstrosities that the Chosen have been turned into. Okay. I guess my... But did the did the original people... The the Shan that did this, did they did they know that they were turning that they were creating chosen, or did they just like they're just killing children? <sighs> well, we don't know. I think they may have known. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go with your version of events. Yes, it's wrong to murder children, so they need to kill. Maybe they're not going to kill the kids. <laughs> maybe that structure that we see at the very end is just like a big playground that they've created made of made of adult body parts. made of they have to make it out of something right okay 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 but they're also children right so they don't have the greatest logic i'm okay 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 sure i'm gonna say they don't <laughs> have they don't have the best process nailed down for how to do this yet they haven't figured out their plan too well, but I think their motivation comes from the right place. Okay, okay. So it's so it's uh, they started off with this plan when they were when they were still when when the wound was fresh, mm-hmm. and they're like, "I'm not going to think too much about it. This is what we're doing," and they just haven't rethought it yet. I think that's possible. Yes, I I like your point that they're children, so may not. May not be the great the greatest decision makers. Yeah. Um, that's fair. I don't think they've thought through their plan all the way. I'll give you that. But I think they might be right because we get this story in this book of this culture that has decided to start killing children to keep a... I'm going to say it's a dragon. I'm going to say all of these ancient creatures are dragons. This is a quick, quick damn okay. prediction. I think they're all dragons. It's been heavily implied. but um, And so we have this culture that's been sending these kids to die to prevent the dragon from waking up. Let's think back to, oh, I don't know, one book ago to this, this oracle that we saw. What's the oracle, Luke? You mean, so you mean the lady that, that gets, I guess it's a child when it starts. So it gets caught in in the coral. They there's this religion in Lear that has a priesthood that when when this lady trapped in the coral died from showing this vision to Keelan and everybody else, this kid walks up and is like, hey, "It's my turn now." All right. <laughs> Sounds pretty bad, Luke. So 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 you're saying that this is kind of a an almost universal universal wrong yeah it's kind of a common theme in this world okay and so i think (laughs) it's it's also it's also the pure do this 
whenever they find a sor- a child sorcerer, they uh, sacrifice them on this altar. <laughs> uh-huh. And apparently it's just awful. Apparently, like, two of them live for every hundred. So, uh, yeah. Kind of a common theme that we've got going on. So, okay. So I'm kind of... As I said, I don't I don't think that their their implementation is right yet, but I I kind of get where the betrayers are coming from. And I Okay, so so you're not you're not condoning their methods. Yes. But you're you kind of you you understand. Yeah. And I almost just want to like give them a little workshop like, "Hey guys, let's brainstorm some ideas. Let's let's do some blue sky in about what we can figure out for your situation because i think you're right your heart's in the right place there's kids getting murdered potential there's kids getting murdered left and right everywhere and it's gotta stop it's really gotta stop somehow okay i don't think like run it's like run for office don't kill everyone (laughs) right right start a petition maybe yeah i think change.org could help you out you, I think you get if you get a hundred thousand signatures, they got to somebody's got to address it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. maybe start a Kickstarter. Yeah. Okay. So we're 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 not pro betrayers, but but we're not as far away from the betrayers as we could be. No, I I want to say I'm pro betrayers. Here's here's the caveat. Oh. I'm pro betrayers. But I think they just need a little bit of, of creative guidance. They need a life coach. Uh-huh. And I think if the betrayers had a life coach that could redirect their energy into something a little bit more productive, they're like the greatest, the greatest group in this whole freaking universe. Oh, they're definitely an all-star team. Uh that's that's definitely that's undisputed. I'll say that. Okay. All right. Um okay yeah let's let's move on uh uh, let's i'm I'm gonna talk briefly about this this dream sending thing that's that keelan does with the with the with the betrayer i guess i think so yeah um the only thing i have during this is just like i was clinching this whole time Mm -hmm. this whole dream it's like when is this about to go south and I think you know what I wasn't expecting real quick I wasn't expecting it to go south when Aliana showed up and tried drowning this kid I was not expecting that to start happening that was not the that was not the the scary part that I was expecting to happen Mm. um I I just want to say terrible move Aliana what are you doing what are you doing here I she doesn't really know we're here for we're here for information gathering you're gonna over here kill one of them in a dream, hoping that that does something that's stupid, <sighs> Aliana. That's another. That's another point against the immortals. I'm gonna say they're impulsive. <laughs> they're impulsive, is what it is. <laughs> One day they just wake up and think, "Hey, should I genocide two civilizations to live forever?" All right, let's do it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, that, that's that's the main thing that I had about that uh my next topic we get we get we talk to last mm-hmm. get a little story from him a little little origin story mm-hmm. 
His thing is that when he eats sorcerers, he gets some amount of their power. But I, but but I think he's like the only person at this. Is it seems like that we know. So yeah, we actually don't know how the Crimson Queen got her power. Okay, right. That's true. I the, so my point on this is what Lask did is he has this witch that's raising him. He says he loves her and hates her. He ends up smashing her skull and eating her heart. And that gave him her power, which was surprising. <laughs> yes. So I'm just going to say, that was, pretty, that was pretty lucky that that worked. Uh, it was extremely because... lucky that that worked, Luke. Because <laughs> if that doesn't work, and all odds were pointing to that not working, you're in a bad spot. You're in a very bad spot, Luke. Um, but you are already in a pretty bad spot. Maybe this is a risk-reward kind of situation where you're not risking a whole lot okay. because you're, she whips you with thorns sometimes and makes you sleep outside. But the potential reward... Yeah, but if I'm in that situation, I'm like, man, this, is, this training is going gonna, is gonna to pay off. <laughs> it sucks right now. But I'm going to be a psycho assassin that's really cool in 20 years. You're thinking, see, this is this is the problem, Luke. You're thinking that Lask would see it as like a kung fu training montage where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be so good at fighting after this. When in reality, the witch is just crazy and abusing him the whole time. <laughs> Luke, see that there's a right. fine line between child abuse and kung fu training. And I think there's a very fine line. Unfortunately, you have to be the trainer to see it. Yeah. So Lask, Lask couldn't really see that line. And mm -hmm. so I, I'm kind of curious how long it took him to decide the heart was the way to go. You know, cause there's a mm -hmm. whole lot of weird lumpy bits in there. Lumpy squishy bits. Like, I mean, I have to, th I have to think that the heart is, is your, if you're like, okay, I have one guess. Mm -hmm. I don't want to eat very much because that's not great for me. So I've got to get this first one right. Am I going to go toes or am I going to go heart? I think, I think you choose heart. All right, Luke. Here's my problem with that. He is like a child raised by a, wood, a witch in the middle of the woods. How much anatomy do you think he knows? I mean, here's the thing. The, the range for his anatomy knowledge is enormous it could be nothing or it could be a crazy amount. okay right so maybe the witch is teaching him basic anatomy right maybe but also he could have just guessed he could have just been like this one looks edible this lumpy bit looks edible i'll try this one right yeah. i i just think I, yeah you know i mean he also like there's so many things he could have eaten and then later on been like oh yeah it was her heart I totally ate her heart and got her power. When in reality, he has to like, yeah, maybe it's like the big toe. Maybe it's like okay, really how I get power how, from I don't know people. if we know how much he actually did eat. Yeah, we. that's true. Oh, that's true. Okay, actually, hold on. We need to stop here. If you ate somebody's heart. Okay, first off, if you, we're going to assume you've already murdered somebody. So you're already like, you're already in it. Okay, there's only, you can only get so that's wet. That's in the past. It's a sunk cost. You've murdered somebody, you eat their heart, you get amazing sorceress abilities. 
you're for sure eating the rest of them, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no You're question. not stopping. You're at least eating brain. You're going brain at least. No, you're going to try every little bit of that person just to see if you get any more. If it gave yeah. you magic powers, for sure that whole thing is going okay. in your mouth. I, he's got to have done a lot of cannibal experimenting, right? He's like, I'm a really skinny dude. That dude has been weightlifting his entire life. I wonder if I eat his bicep muscles if I'm getting those biceps. I'm assuming he's done that at a minimum. <laughs> this is a this is an outstanding point, Luke. <laughs> he's like, that lady is fantastic at the piano. Give me those fingers. I got to try at least one of those fingers because last time I did this, I got magic powers. So based on that principle, yeah, give me this. Give me one of those fingers. Just give me one. <laughs> I'd really love to learn how to make a delicious flan. Does anybody know how to make a flan? Oh, you do? <laughs> All right. If you could just uh, come over here real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just behind this tree. No, 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 don't watch. Everybody, don't watch. I'm going to learn how to make a flan. This guy's going to teach me in private. Don't worry. And then you come back like an hour later and you've just got blood all over. Hey, guys, turns out I don't know how to make a flan. <laughs> he was a terrible He's a bad teacher. teacher, so I butchered him. Yeah, that kind of thing's happening all the time with last, I have to assume. <laughs> this is such a good point. <laughs> oh, Lask. Mm -hmm. man okay i have i have a couple more things and i'm gonna be jumping around all right i i have one last thing on lask and then let's bounce around okay lask is is okay we already know lask does experimentation right lask is experimenting to see if jan or the crimson queen can power up like he does for some unknown reason mm -hmm. i think jan missed a great opportunity to get out of that collar in this instance because Lask takes a bunch of Genthyaki blood and he drinks it and is like, oh, I'm all powered up. Nice. And then he holds it out to Jan, who's got one of these collars on preventing his sorcery from getting out. And mind you, okay, we also know that Jan knows what the Genthyaki is and Lask doesn't know what it is at all. So Jan has like a huge advantage over Lask because Jan could say literally anything to convince Lask to like take his collar off or take the Crimson Queen's collar off or like put a collar on himself because Jan knows so much more than Lask does in this situation. Jan could be like, hey, I'd love to drink some of that Genthyaki. Yeah, that's right. It's called a Genthyaki, just so you know. I'd love to drink some of that Genthyaki blood. It's a delicacy where I'm from actually, but I can't do it if I have this collar on. Mm -hmm. So if you could just pop that thing off and give me, uh, we typically eat it with a fork and knife. So if I could just get a big old knife and then it's customary where I'm from that the person serving the Genthyaki blood wears a sorcerer's collar. Yep. Just like this, just like this one. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Okay. Jan's on top. <laughs> okay. I, I will say... I don't think it's going as positively as <laughs> as your as your uh, 
as you're trying to All make right, it so seem. I'm presenting a best I case scenario. That, sure. Right, right. Best case scenario. I do think you at least try. They got to try. I do think you at least say, ooh, like at a minimum, you're trying the skintiaki blood. You don't go like, oh, yeah, it didn't work. You're at least being like, oh, I'm feeling something. There's no way I'm just being, I'm just saying that I'm just sitting there like, no, it's you're, it's just, it makes you really powerful. Not me. No. Point, st- strike a thousand against the immortal squad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. These guys are terrible. <laughs> How have they lived this long? <laughs> the immortals basketball team is getting crushed. By the Chosen. Absolutely decimated by the Chosen. Absolutely decimated. (laughs) All right, let's Um, bounce around, Luke. Okay, okay, I'm bouncing around. Coming to the crone. Her last moments. They're in this cave. It's a a mess of a situation. Yeah. Uh, And they're starting to make moves, trying to figure out a game plan. They're about to leave. And all of a sudden, this soldier comes over and is like, hey, the crone's awake. She wants to talk to you, Keelan. If I'm Keelan, I'm like, oh, shit, this is about to be real. And the crone is like about to die, about to say something so wise. I'm really hyped up for it. She's like, hey, can you take these swords to that man's kids? No. Fuck no, crone. Are you kidding me? What do you think this is? <laughs> I'm about to go on a suicide mission. I'm not, I'm not promising you this. These swords aren't even great. I don't know if that's true. I think they are. No, they look great. But they still, look great. They, they look fantastic. I'm taking them for myself. <laughs> what, this was your last, this was your last breath thing? Well, no, that wasn't the last thing Switch. she said. That wasn't the last thing she said, Luke. The last thing she said was, save my city. Uh, hold on, Crone. Crone, yes, we're going to do that. But also, like, the whole world is in danger right now. So we're also going to save, like, everything. I think (laughs) we would like to. And, like, I get, like, okay, I get the Crone is, like, an archon of this city. Like, she's been, her life's been dedicated to public service, okay, for the city of Lear. Okay, so that's definitely going to be our top priority. But as far as last words go, I think you do choose a little more carefully. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. I I actually, now that I've said that, I want to back up a little bit. She has been like super drugged up. Okay. And she's dying of like super severe pneumonia. (laughs) True. So like, yes, she is very epic. And yes, she's very cool. But... She's also very cold and probably just wants to die right now. Probably just wants to see what those betrayers are trying to avoid. <laughs> True. I still think you leverage that a little bit. You leverage your, your, the moment, the fact that you're ancient and like super sick, you, you say something crazy so that they think that it's a vision. <laughs> right? Hold on to yours. <laughs> You're so because because when she calls them over, in my mind, we're about to hear something something very insightful that's going to be important for the for the quest to come. 
Oh shoot. Okay. I think she I think she goes like watch out for red pine cones. No, 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 no. And you're like, that's oh, shit. that's crazy. You don't do that because that's not helping anybody. Okay? But what she does Well, but she didn't have a vision. No, no. What she does is she's like, "Hey, you guys are going to crush it out there. I've seen it. I've seen the other side and I've seen you guys are going to just destroy. You're going to win. You're going to save the world." And I don't even need to tell you to save my city because I already know you're going to do it because I've seen it. And like, because you're two, here's your two options. Either you're wrong and it doesn't matter or you're right. And that little boost that you gave Keelan at the end is what he needs to get that last Mm. little bit, that little encouragement he's holding on Mm. to. He's like, the crone thinks I'm going to do it. That means I'm going to do it. That little, just like, and then, and then, and then he, and then later in his speeches, he's like, no one ever believed in me until the crown. Everybody just thought I was some kid who couldn't do magic for anything. But now the crone believes in me. Okay. See? Because, yeah, okay. you don't want to, if you're the crone, you don't want to make up some bullshit. Like, watch out for red pine cones. But, like, but what if it worked? Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. What do you mean, what if it worked? also i think it's a i think it's a little absurd okay i think it's a little unfair to expect every old person to have a great nugget of wisdom that they're gonna that they're gonna be able to give you like okay that's i don't have a nugget of if i suddenly was dying right now i'd be like shit i need to think of something cool i need to think of something cool and then i would die and i would be like damn it and then i would think (laughs) of it five minutes later and be like shit i should have said this but it's too late Okay. That's fair. I just don't think I I think okay. Sure. I I'll I'll give you that. I definitely don't think you ask you don't you don't uh give them a chore though. You definitely don't do that. Okay, no 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 no. I mean that's what that's what wills are for, right? I get her a piece of paper and a pencil and she can write that down and give it to somebody, you know, like hey, this is my last will. I'd like you to give these swords to this kid. Maybe, and here's an idea. Maybe you give it to one of the people that are going south, mm-hmm. not north. Because from what we've heard, you this kid know. is south. Yeah. Okay. Last thing I have is something that I find kind of interesting. And that's at the beginning of this story, my sense was that we were going to get a chosen one situation. You know, Keelan, chosen one becomes really powerful and like saves the world. He still might, but I think I th- I don't think I don't think we're getting the the part where he's like the chosen one that's really powerful that single-handedly saves the world, right? I think yes, I think you're right. Because so far he's had I would say very little agency. Uh he's not doing he's not doing that I I don't know. He's he's not doing what I would think of as that much for a, for a chosen no, scenario. No, no. He's definitely a piece of the puzzle and not the person putting the puzzle together. Right. But I will say it was really it was really satisfying finally seeing him like kind of killing it at this at the end of this little section when he's like he's he's able to do these sorceries crazy fast. Like, okay. Okay, Keelan. I don't think I'm going to be able to I don't think I'm going to be able to be there for uh your prime but but i'm but i'm feeling you a little bit yes 
I've been waiting for this for so long because we've heard how talented Keelan is and how great he is at spells. And yet every time he gets in a fight, he pulls out his sword and it's like, no, I want to see spells, Keelan. And so, yeah, the fact that we're actually starting to learn Keelan's special cool abilities, that he's really good at learning spells like on the fly, that's very satisfying. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to know why Keelan's special. Not just that he has a lot of magic. Not, he, he doesn't just have a lot of power inside him, in his heart. Right. Right. I guess, I mean, we, we might, maybe he'll, maybe he'll end up being the, being the, the, the savior that, that fixes everything. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I, I do think Dan he's going to have a very important role to play, but I don't think he's going to be the, like, the chosen one. Um, ooh, I will say, though, uh, pretty lucky that Aliana did the whole stab Demian thing, right? Otherwise, this whole thing would have, like, not worked at all, and definitely the Chosen would have, like, conquered the world already, right? I, I guess. Because, like, Aliana doesn't stab Demian, and they're just chilling under the mountain at this point. Okay. Keelan is probably dead, and... yeah. The Crimson Queen and Jan are just like both locked up and probably going to be sacrificed to some dragon. So pretty good thing Aliana stabbed Demian, I'm going to say. Smart, smart move. Smart we, move. We, we knew that it was a good move when it happened. I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, we definitely called it for sure. For sure. Um, oh, man. Luke, I, I'm, I'm excited for this next section that we're going to be reading i'm a little uh i'm a little nervous right we i don't really know how this is going to end if i'm being honest uh and this is this is going to be the first time we we've we've like wrapped something in our in our series yeah this is the first the first series completion for us i think so i mean we're going to have a lot of our theories vindicated which i'm excited for um and we're going to see which ones we missed. Maybe we missed a few. I doubt it. Very few, if, if, if at any. All. Uh, oh, also, I just wanted to, like, did I already slam dunk the Chosen connection with Keelan? Oh, no, I don't think you did. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, boom, boom, slam dunk, alley-oop, three-court, three-point, half-court shot. Uh, called that, by the way. So. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, on that note. Get excited for the final episode of The Raveling, where you boys, Dan and Luke, are going to be coming up with hot takes. And acting like dumb nerds. 